Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. I bring you greetings in the name of the Lord. Father God, I thank you, Lord, this morning for your mercy and for your grace. Had it not been for you, God, I wouldn't be able to stand here. I thank you, Lord, that I woke up this morning with new mercies that I don't deserve. But thank you, Jesus. I pray, Father God, you would touch, Lord, these old lips of clay. That they'll speak a word to your people. For there is a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. I pray, God, that you would still the hearts of man. That they, Lord, will come to know you in the power and might of your spirit. I pray for those that have lost lives through this COVID-19, God. But, Lord, yet there's trust and hope in you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord God, I thank you. God, we ask you to console those that are going through. We ask you to be with those that are without jobs, without food, and without homes. Because, God, you're able. You are a consuming power, God. You are a love, Lord, that this world needs. And, God, we thank you. We give you praise for your glory because, God, it, it all is deserving unto you. Father, this morning I pray that as the word of God go out, that, Lord, that I will become, Lord, nothing. And you would have this podium that you get all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Turn to your neighbor and say, God had a change of plans. Mm, aren't you glad he did? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God had a change of plans. In the book of Isaiah 48, 10th chapter, it says, I've refined you, but without fire, like silver. I've tested you to the furnace of affliction. The 11th verse said, for my own sake, even for mine own sake, will I do it. For how should my name be polluted and I would not give my glory? unto another now i want y'all to pause and meditate and think about that for a minute i refined you that's god <laughs> a lot of times we think we're doing things on our own but it's god that refined us it said but without fire like silver i've tested you to the furnace of affliction you know it's good when we are afflicted because it brings god praise one thing that i've learned that Affliction brings something that joy cannot. Amen. Behold, I have refined thee. This refers to the Jews in their afflictions and captivity in Babylon. It states in part of which he had in view in these afflictions was to purify them. The word rendered here is refined, which means properly to melt to smelt metals, to subject them to the actions of fire in order to remove the dross from the dross from them. Now, let me say dross meaning removing something that's unworthy, discarded. So God is purifying us and moving everything, cleansing everything that's need not be. 
Here God had used these afflictions for the same purpose for which fire is in used in regards of metal in order that every impurity in their mortal and religious character might be removed. First Peter 4, 12 and 13 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice. Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceedingly joy. Amen. Aren't you glad that God had a change in plan? In Isaiah 1 and 25, it reads in the NIV, I will turn my hand against you. I will thoroughly purge away your droughts and remove all your impurities. Thank you, Jesus. You may ask yourself, why is God doing this? Because of his love for us. Because if you remember in Jeremiah 3 and 8, he says, and I saw when all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not but went and played the harlot harlot also aren't you glad that God had a change of heart a change of plans hallelujah refined chosen since Isaiah's time Israel's testing have included the Babylonian captivity and present worldwide dispersion from her land unlike silver purge in the furnace the purging of Israel is not yet complete and they are not refined that's us too we're the chosen generation hallelujah we're still being worked on hallelujah but God keeps up the affliction until they are so his name is not defamed through the destruction of Israel the nation will be purged God's plan is that he alone not man made idols hallelujah will receive credit for Israel's salvation the adversaries of God are never to be given legitimate reasons for scoffing at God and his work. In other words, if God don't do it, in other words, can he do it? He can do it. If God don't do it, he can. Hallelujah. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with, fit, not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Now, I want you to get this picture in your mind. In the furnace, praise God. I think about the Hebrew boys. Hallelujah. When they were in the furnace of affliction. But look what God did. He brought them out with not even the smell of smoke. And God wants to do the same for his people on today. But in order for God to get to glory, we got to give God some praise. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you've been through. But if you just go through, hallelujah, the affliction, God is going to bring you to your victory. Hallelujah. Their captivity and affliction had come to make them seek God. Many people are talking about this COVID-19. Why can't they just leave it, let it fall where it may? God did this thing. God can only shut up a whole wide world. Man can't do that. Hallelujah. Because God is trying to get our attention. He's trying to run us through. Hallelujah. The fiery furnace of affliction so we can give God glory. So we can give God praise. You might say, well, Sister Haynes, you don't know what it's like because I lost so-and-so when my husband lost his sister. My family, you know, member people have lost members worldwide. But guess what? God is still God. God is still God. Since Isaiah's time, praise God. The nation is being purged. God is still purging us. He said, when God get through with me, I'm going to come forth as pure gold. 
Hallelujah. The adversaries of God are never to be given legitimate reasons for scoffing at God and his work. In other words, they make mockery out of God as if God can't do it. We are prime example of what God can do. Praise the Lord. Because if you look at every one of you, you can't even see the residue of sin in your life. How can hallelujah that be? God cleansed you so well. People can't even tell what you used to be except they knew you. They didn't even know, hallelujah, what you used to be. Some drunkards. They look like they've been so cleansed. You can't even tell if they ever had a drop of alcohol. The drug user. God cleansed them up so good. You can never tell or see a trace of drug. The sinner man. He's been cleansed so now instead of sinning. He's praising God. God. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God had a change of plans? Hallelujah. He had a change in plans. What if all of us could testify? To the goodness of God in this aspect. God left you right where you was. And gave no change. He would still be God. Behold I have refined thee. But not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Now a lot of people say man. You know I've been going through. Ever since I've been saved. Well praise God. That means God love you. Because he put you in the furnace of affliction. But he didn't kill you. You could have been killed. God is a merciful God. They had been in the furnace of affliction to refine them and make them search for God. These were God's chosen people. He would not chose another nation. Now, this is what I love. If you think about it, if you go back in the book of Jeremiah, and it talks about how God had gave the Israelites a writing of divorce. He had divorced us, y'all. Gave us a bill of divorce. But guess what? Aren't you glad that God had a change of plans? And he brought us back. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because if they didn't get the second chance, you wouldn't have gotten the first. And I'm going to tell you something. Working for DSS, I understand how the adoption process go. You don't chose them. They chose you. So you didn't choose God. He chose you. So stop telling people, oh, when I got myself together, you didn't get yourself together. God did. He would just refine the nation he had chosen. In other words, God wasn't going to pick another nation. He refined the one that he had already picked. They were known as God's people to do away with them and start with a new nation would appear that God had made a mistake. And how many of y'all know God does not create error? God will put or put the heat on his nation and make them into what he wants them to be. God will not make a new thing. He will make the thing he already made new again. Aren't you glad that God had a change in plans? I have refined thee, although I will not cut thee off or utterly destroy thee. As I now said, now I can, I can pause and meditate for a minute. Because even after I got saved, hallelujah, I messed up and failed God. Hallelujah. But God could have cut me off. But he didn't, hallelujah. He get, I felt like the Israelites, he could have gave me a right and divorce and divorced me. Never to know him again, but he did not. And many of you, hallelujah, sitting in your seats, you know that you messed up. But God, hallelujah, gave you another opportunity to get it together. After you got saved, hallelujah. You might say, well, Sister Hayes, I never done nothing really bad. Do you hate your brother? Do you love your neighbor? Do you treat him as your own? A lot of times, we would find the big things in life and say, oh, you know what? I do this and I do that. But it's the small things that can sometimes take us out. The small things. Hallelujah. Not with silver or not as silver, which is to put into and kept in the furnace so long enough. That all the impurities will be purged away. 
I would not deal so rigorously with thee. For then I shall wholly consume thee. In other words, if God dealt with us any other way, we'd be gone. But because he had grace and mercy, hallelujah, he allowed us to see another day. Daily loading us with benefits that we don't deserve. Saints, let me tell you something. It's good to be able to give. It's good to be able to do things and receive things. But you know what? There's a dying world out there. There's somebody out there today that don't have a covering over their head. Somebody that's living under a bridge. Somebody that don't have no food. We, the Bible said, when we did it to them, we did it to him. When we did it to the least of them, we did it to him. I want to cover this scripture because a lot of people, I think they misinterpret it. This verse is very popular. Many of you know it by heart. Jeremiah 29 and 11 is often displayed on posters, t-shirts, bumper stickers. This verse is often spoken as a promise of hope to people who are grieving or discouraged, Pastor. However, before it can be applied, it must first be understood in the contents in which it was written. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. When interpreting the scripture, we must keep in mind the distinction between a passive interpretation and the same passive application. A passive can only have one meaning, but it may have many applications. You understand? It can have one meaning, but it can have many applications. Jeremiah 29 and 11 is no different. The verse has only one meaning. Jam 29 is addressed to the exiles in Babylon as punishment for the death for the sins of Judah. God was going to send the Babylonians to destroy Jerusalem and the temple to carry away many of the people to Babylon. In Jeremiah 25, 8 and 14, give one example. At the time Jeremiah wrote Jeremiah 29, Nebuchadnezzar had already removed some Jews to Babylon. Although the total destruction of Jerusalem and the temple was still to come, Jeremiah writes to the exiles to tell them that the people would return to the land after 70 years. Then he reassures them in verse 11 that God had not forsaken them. Aren't you glad that God had a change of plans? Hallelujah. They will be restored. God's plans for his chosen people were for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. What am I saying? The application was this. It was intended for Israel. But the application applies to you. Hallelujah today. Because we're engrafted in the adopted kids of Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Jesus we have, hallelujah, opportunity to gain eternal life. God came to give you a future and a hope. Hallelujah. God came that you might have life and that more abundantly. Hallelujah. Many things that was given to God's chosen people. We are handed down recipients because of grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the primary application, Jeremiah 29 and 11 has nothing to do with any person living today. This verse applied only to the Jews who were in exile in Babylon during the 6th century B.C. However, the sentiments expressed there is encouraging the question it applies today, and it says, the answer is yes, it does apply to me. Jeremiah 29 and 11 has other applications in particular. This verse reflects a more general principle of God's grace and affection for those whom he loved, including the church of today. 
This application can be made because of the unchanging nature of God. Y'all excuse me, but the Holy Ghost just got me locked up. Hallelujah, Jesus. Maybe I'm just so thankful for the old wretched man that I am. Maybe I'm just so thankful for all the things that God brought me through and chose not to kill me. Maybe I'm just so thankful because God is good. God had promised to bring Israel back. Therefore, the exile could not be assured that they had a future and a hope. This promise was not made to all nations at the time, but only to Israel. And the reason why I studied this point, because I want you to know how we were engrafted in as Jews. Glory to God. We should take for granted because at any moment God could have cut us off. But thanks be to God that mercy and grace follows us every day. Benefits is daily loaded into my account, Pastor. Hallelujah. My savings account, my checking account. Saints, it might get low, but hallelujah, I am heavenly, hallelujah, loaded with benefits, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. The next time you think about looking at somebody cross-eyed or maybe judging, take a good look in the mirror and see how good God has been to you. See how the blood of Jesus covered your sin-stained body. And they can't even tell you was ever a sinner because how good God was. Sometimes we look at people and we don't even give them a chance. Hallelujah, my God is saying, my hallelujah thoughts towards you are good and not evil. You got an expected end. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It doesn't matter what you was, but what God intended you to be. Hallelujah. Mm. I'm going to be working my way to my clothes, and I'm going to give you scripture. I thought about my sister this morning, Pastor Haynes. She always tell me how she's glad to be alive. She had heart surgery, and um, if you're watching Denise, I'm talking about you. And I was thinking, you know, God is so good. As far back as I could remember, she's always had some type of ailment that she was always fighting against. She said to me, she said, you know what? She said, I'm glad to be alive. They just done so much wrong to her, the way her body is. And she was saying she was glad to be alive. And I thought, Lord, a saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. And sometimes you complain, Lord this, Lord that. You're thinking about what you don't have, what you need, what you do. And and I just thought about her. She was saying, I'm so glad to be alive. Although her body... It might be, Lord, rigged up in different ways, not the way God created it. But I want you to know today, Denise, the hard hallelujah of God saw you, hallelujah, on that operating table, and he gave you life, and that more abundantly, hallelujah, one day, he's going to give you a whole new body, no more tears, no more pain, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, God, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And every time I go home, she's trying to buy me something. But I thought, Lord, you know, and my sister, she was always the quiet one, the one that never stirred up trouble. And, you know, <laughs> whew, I just thank you, Lord. The things we take for granted, the breath we breathe, the way we can walk, lifting our hand in praise. Lord, don't ever let me be a hypocrite when my hands go up. Let it be in pure adoration unto you, God, that you get all the glory and all the praise. Hallelujah. 
Shades of Jeremiah 29 and 11 are seen and woven throughout the Bible. Because you see it, if God is for you, who can be against you? He didn't spare his own son, but gave him up for all. How will it not alone, along with him, graciously give us all things who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Stop trying to fight your battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. Christ died, hallelujah, that we could have life in heaven that more abundantly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing is going to separate. We say nothing's going to separate us from the love of God. But as soon as a hardship come, we about ready to let go of God's hands. Let me tell you something. And they and all these things, we're more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Aren't you glad that God had a chance? and planned hallelujah because if he didn't we wouldn't be sitting here you know i looked at this covid and i thought some people got legitimate excuses some people just make an excuse i'm gonna sit out today i'm not going to church you know that might be the last time that you can get in the presence of god i don't know tv just don't do it for me it just can't give me what god can had he not woke me up this morning and started me on my way, perhaps if I, was sit- if I wasn't sitting in that seat, I wouldn't have felt his presence. How many of us know when it's going to be the last time we feel God's presence? In my closing, I want to say this, and I hope that I, after I read this, I hope that I bring a little humor to it. When doubt fills my mind, your comfort gave me renewed, renewed hope and strength and cheer. Psalms 94 and 19. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. Now, let me say this. For all of you hair dying folk, he talking to you too. And now that I am old and gray, now I ain't say nothing was wrong with you dying your hair. Don't get it twisted. I'm just saying he knows that the wisdom is still up under the hair. And now that I am old and gray, don't forsake me. Give me time to tell this new generation and their children too about all your mighty miracles. What he desired of God now that he was old, now that I am old and gray-headed, dying to this world and hasten to another. Oh God, forsake me not. This is what he earnestly desires and confidently hoped for. Those that have been taught of God from their youth and have made it their business to live and honor God may be sure that he won't leave you. Even when you're old and gray-headed, he won't leave you helpless and comfortless, but will make the evil days of old the best days and such they shall have an occasion and it'll be passed down what he designed to do for God in his old age I would not only show my strength by my own experience to it to this generation but I would leave my observation on record for the benefit of and to the glory of God and so who it to everyone that may come through these walls through these doors anywhere you met and seen somebody as long as I live I will be endeavoring to glorify God and edify one another. And those that have had greater experiences of the goodness of God, you should improve your walk with God by handing down the generosities that God have given you. What am I saying? I don't like to say I'm old, but I am gray. And that's obvious, amen? (laughs) So the life that I live, I want to make it an honor to serve God for the years that I have left. Because it has been a pleasure.
It has been a blessing. And the thing that I love about God, he fortified me with praise. He has glorified me to exalt him regardless of. It doesn't matter what people think about you is what you think about yourself. Determines how high the altitude goes. Because nobody can do you damage like yourself. You have to think of yourself what God intended you to be. Walk through life as if you're walking beside God. Because with him, there can be no fallacy of who God is and whose God is. In other words, who you belong to. I walked in victory today because of the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Yes, he has. And so therefore, I can walk in total victory. I will not be deterred by the things that I see, nor will I be deterred by those things around me because I'm walking in the favor of God. I will not be destroyed because God has already let me know victory. Hallelujah is mine. Hallelujah. Though some things you may not see live a while. God is yet hallelujah to show you the glory of God. So in my closing, I just want to say God bless you. you father i gotta give you thanks because lord everything that you have done i didn't look at the now i thank you lord for the release of every chain everywhere i go god i gotta give you praise because you have heard my cry we have been smothered by the grace of god and it has brought us joy therefore lord we was able to make a joyful noise in this city we have learned to forgive and with that in mind god i just can't stop praising you in the name of jesus we give you praise Amen.